This shit a motherfucking layup. I been Steph Curry with the shot. Been cooking with the sauce. Chef Curry with the pot, boy. Live from the 301. Live from the pot. I want to welcome my audience to episode number 24 of Curry in the Pot. And yes, I'm back with episode number 24. I know it's been a minute. Had a lot of stuff going on in my personal life. Those who know me know it's been a lot going on. And I know it's been a minute, so I just want to apologize to, you know, all my listeners for, you know, the delay. I know I haven't dropped the episode since the day after the draft or two days after the draft. Either way, it's been too long. Sorry for the wait. So we're going to get right into things. So today's topics are we got a lot of catching up to do, guys. I know you guys watch SportsCenter, Undisputed, First Take, but this is Mike's take. This is Curry in the Pot, man. I do things a little different over here. So I want to have a brief free agency recap. I'm also going to talk a couple of under-the-radar signings. I'm going to talk the potential Carmelo Anthony trade. There's been a reported four-team deal between the Houston Rockets, New York Knicks, and two other anonymous teams at this current moment. But it is said that the deal is at the two-yard line. So I'm going to talk about that. I'm going to talk James Harden extension. I'm also going to talk Summer League. I'm going to talk about tomorrow's stars. I'm going to talk about the bright young future of the NBA. Things look to be headed in the right direction. I want to talk Jason Tatum, Markel Fultz, Lonzo Ball, Dennis Smith Jr., and a couple other names. And I'm going to end the episode with a little baseball news. I watched the uh, MLB Home Run Derby as well as the All-Star Game and a little celebrity game too. So I'm going to talk about that. And, of course, we got the SBs tonight. So let's get right into things. I know it's been a while, guys, but I want to talk the big names first. So I'm going to talk Gordon Hayward, who was probably the biggest free agency. Kind of sad. Kind of sad that he was the biggest name in free agency. But it is what it is. After reportedly considering... Stand with the Jazz, the Miami Heat. I said this. I called this on No BS, my sports show that I'm I'm been blessed to be a part of. We know with my colleagues Brandon Myers, Courtney Tate, and Shane Hector. I told them that Gordon Hayward was going to Boston simply because of Brad Stevens and because Boston, you know, is a good team and they're better than Utah. So I said he was going to go to Boston. That ended up happening. I think it's a good move, but. Is it enough for them to beat the Cleveland Cavaliers? No. Absolutely not. The Boston Celtics getting Gordon Hayward would not be enough to defeat LeBron James, Kyrie Irving, and those boys. Look, they traded away Avery Bradley to free up some cap space. They gave away, you know, one of the best perimeter defenders. They got Marcus Morris. He's not a scrub, but they traded their best perimeter defender and it's not many really good two guards in the NBA enough as it is. So they also traded away one of those. But Avery Bradley is a lockdown defender, and he can get you 17 a game. They just got rid of that. It's not going to bode well for them when they have to go against the Cavaliers in the Eastern Conference Finals or wherever they meet because Isaiah Thomas is going to have to guard Kyrie. Him and Marcus Smart, but I don't – I mean, we, we all saw that neither one of those guys could check Kyrie. Not, not too many people can. But those guys, no, no chance. I do like the move, though, but I wish 
you know, they would have, you know, went after Jimmy Butler or Paul George and still added Gordon Hayward. That that would have been really, you know, that would have been a lot more formidable to uh, to go against the Cavs. So I think it's a good signing. You know, he's reunited with Brad Stevens. So Boston's still going to be good in the week east. They're going to be pretty good. So enough about the Celtics. I want to talk about, it wasn't a free agency move, but it was a trade that happened during the free agency period. I mean, free agency is still going on, but I want to talk about the trade that shocked the world. Paul George being sent over to Oklahoma City, a team that, you know, was not on the radar as far as, you know, you know, teams linked to Paul George. You know, it was teams like the Cavs, the Lakers, the Celtics, even the Rockets at one point. Oklahoma City was not one of those teams. Sam Presti did a great job getting Paul George, getting rid of Victor Oladipo and Sabonis. I like Sabonis. I think he's gonna be he's gonna be good. You know, just like his father was. You know, back you know with those days in Portland. I like the move, but I do not expect Paul George to stay beyond the season with the Oklahoma City Thunder. But he said in Sports Illustrated that his how do I want to say this? His desire to go to L.A. has been overstated. So I'm going to read a brief quote of what he said in the Sports Illustrated column. And I quote, I grew up a Lakers and a Clippers fan. I idolized Kobe Bryant. There will always be a tie here, a connection here. People saying I want to come here. Who doesn't want to play for their hometown? That's a dream come true. If you're a kid growing up on the outskirts of L.A. to be the man in your city, but it's definitely been overstated. For me, it's all about winning. I want to be in a good system, a good team. I want a shot to win it. I'm not a stats guy. I'm playing the game to win and build a legacy of winning. I've yet to do that. I'm searching for it. If we get a killer season in Oklahoma, we make the conference finals or upset the Warriors or do something crazy, I'd be dumb to want to leave that. End quote. So, I like what he said here. I think he's been, you know, really politically correct. Why would he why would he go there and say, Man, I can't wait to go to LA? Why why would he say that? He's on a brand new team. Why would he say why would he talk about wanting to go to LA? I think he's telling the truth, but still, why would he say why would he still continue to talk about that? I don't see the Thunder upsetting the Warriors. That's absolutely not gonna happen. Unless some crazy injury happens. But I still don't see that happening. Um I don't think they'll get to the conference finals. I don't think they're better than the Spurs. I do not think they're better than the Rockets, who they lost to in five games last year. And hey, Minnesota's a, Minnesota's a tough team too. A tough, you know, you know, young team is building. They got Jimmy Butler. They got Jamal Crawford. I'm going to talk about him a little later. But you know, it's it's no slouches in the West, especially you know the first you know first five teams. So. With that being said, I still think that Paul George will end up being a Laker. In fact, when I saw the trade happen, I said Paul George to the Lakers in 2018 has been confirmed. That's what I said. That's what I still believe. I'm going to stick to that. Moving right along, we're going to talk about under-the-radar free agents, free agency signing. So, we got Jamal Crawford, who was traded to the Hawks in a trade, in a signing trade, to bring it was a three-team signing trade to bring Danilo Gallinari to the Clippers, which I thought was a good trade. The Clippers are still, you know, still doing pretty good, still staying relevant. So I like that trade for the Clippers. But they traded Jamal Crawford to the Hawks, and the Atlanta Hawks, you know, 
bought Jamal Crawford out. He was really happy. He thanked the Hawks for, you know, buying him out. And, you know, I thought that was really classy on the Hawks part. And they bought him out. And Jamal Crawford was recruited to Minnesota by Jimmy Butler and Tom Thibodeau. So, he'll be really nice coming off the bench. He'll be very nice. Jamal Crawford, you know, multiple times six-man of the year winner. You know, hey, it's going to be nice. Minnesota's got something brewing. I hope they gel really well because they, they have something brewing. You know, they also signed Jeff T. So, moving on to the next signing. A signing I really love. And no, it's not about the Lakers. I know y'all thinking that. But he played for the Lakers. My boy Nick Young, Swaggy P, signed with the Warriors. Swaggy P running up the budget. That's right, Swaggy P running up the budget. I really like this signing. Nick Young averaged 13 points for the Lakers last year, and he appeared in 60 games. Listen, Nick Young has always been one of my favorite players. I'm from the D.C. area. He was drafted by the Wizards back in 2007. He's bounced around a little bit, you know, went from the Wizards. He got traded to the Clippers, then spent a long season in Philadelphia before returning back home to his hometown of Los Angeles and playing for the Lakers for four seasons. I really like Nick Young, but I think he's great with the Warriors. Like, this team already won a championship, and they loaded up. Nick Young coming off the bench with Livingston and Iguodala, and they also signed Omri Caspi. And if they re-sign JaVale McGee, like, listen, that's a crazy, that's a crazy bench. That bench could be a starting lineup, okay? So Golden State is loaded up, signing Nick Young. And, of course, they had to because Nick Young is the only person in the NBA that knows the secret to beating the Warriors. Up there, what are your thoughts about taking on the, the world champs on Tuesday? Um, you know, we're just going to listen to... Um some facts, you know, Kanye West, yeah, yeah, um, you know, listen to some facts from who? By Yeezus, you know, he jumped over jump, man, so, um, we gonna listen to that, and, um, probably some cash money, hot boys, the block is hot, you know, and we gonna do our thing. What did you think of Jordan? So, Nick Young apparently has the key to beating the Warriors, and now he's a part of the Warriors. So, moving on. Another underrated, under-the-radar signing is Rudy Gay to the San Antonio Spurs, a team that I didn't think would get him. I thought that Rudy Gay was headed to OKC, but you know, the Spurs doing what they do, making another great move, as they always do. They signed Rudy Gay. Rudy Gay was out for the season last year with the torn Achilles. Rudy Gay had a torn Achilles last year. So a lot of people kind of forgot about him, but Rudy Gay has always been, you know, a really fine player, you know, he averaged 20 points a couple of times in his career. He was really good with Memphis, but Rudy Gay has always been a player that never truly lived up to his potential. You know, I watched Rudy Gay at UConn, and I was like, man, Rudy Gay, Rudy Gay, you know, that's my guy. But he never really truly lived up to his potential, never making an all-star team, but he's still a really good player. Like, you can't sleep on Rudy Gay. He can, you know, go for 30 any given night. So... My next signing, I want to talk about a signing that happened late last night. Y'all know where I'm going with this. If you know me, you know my team. Los Angeles Lakers signed Contavious Caldwell Pope to a one-year deal worth $18 million. 
let me talk about why I think this is a good signing for both sides. So, the Lakers were in need of a shooting guard. Nick Young was the starting shooting guard last season. He's with Golden State. They had Lou Williams off the bench. They traded him at the trade deadline. He is now with the Clippers. They have Jordan Clarkson, but I like Jordan Clarkson off the bench. And they signed Contavious Caldwell-Pope. One-year deal, 18, worth $18 million. He's a nice young 3 and D wing. By 3 and D, he can shoot the three and also play defense. He's 24 years old. It works out for both teams. You get to play for the Lakers. I would love to play in the NBA and say, wow, I played for the Lakers. I at least had a one-year stint with the Los Angeles Lakers. Like, who wouldn't want to say that? Unless you're a Celtics fan. But, nevertheless, I would love to say I played for the Lakers. So, Contavious Caldwell-Pope will be on the Lakers, you know. He will fill the void, and he will start a shooting guard alongside Lonzo Ball, which should be a nice backcourt. I think Lonzo is going to get the guy some easy shots. He averaged 13 last year. I'm going to say on record he could average 18 this upcoming season. So, I like the move. Also, for Contavious Caldwell-Pope, he signs a one-year deal, so he can re-enter free agency next year uh, with the loaded class, you know, LeBron James, D. Wade, Melo, Chris Paul, Russell Westbrook could opt out, Paul George. You know, it's going to be a lot of, you know, big names, but he's going to be, you know, in the second tier of free agents. He was a restricted free agent until the Brooklyn Nets, re- I mean, I'm sorry, the Detroit Pistons renounced his rights. I said Brooklyn Nets because the Brooklyn Nets were one of the teams that were interested in him. So it's a good move for both sides. You know, it's only a one year deal. So I. I hope he makes the best of it. So, another another uh, under-the-radar move is the Paul Millsap move to Denver. Not a lot of people are talking about it. I look at it like this. Paul Millsap signed a three-year, $90 million deal with the Nuggets. I believe is yeah, I believe three-year, $90 million deal. So, he make it 30 million a year. He's still relatively young. Well, not young in basketball years, but he's not old. He's not like 36 on his way out. So, he's 32 years old, so when he's a free agent again, he'll probably ring chase, but he said, I'm going to ring chase this bread. So, he's reach, he's he's chasing, you know, 30 mil a year. Can't knock him. Denver's an instant team. They could make the playoffs. They were on the bubble last year. I don't have Utah making it. I don't have Memphis making it. So, maybe they could squeeze in one of those last two spots. Moving along, I want to talk about the Otto Porter Max deal. Otto Porter... Signed an offer sheet with the Brooklyn Nets. It was a four-year, $106 million deal. And he was a restricted free agent, so the Washington Wizards had the right to match it, and they did. I do not like this. I do not. I'm not high on Otto Porter at all. He, I'm going to give him his credit real quick before I bash him or, you know, cast any dispersions on him. Otto Porter was a former Big East player of the year. He had a... Really good, uh, I think his final season, I believe he's a junior. And he had a really, you know, nice season with the Georgetown Hoyas. And he's biggest player of the year, number three pick in the draft with the Washington Wizards. I don't think that he will ever live up to this contract. A lot of people were mad because Brad Bill got a nice deal last season, last offseason. But the guy lived up to it. I thought he should have been an all-star, but Otto Porter, I just do not see an Otto Porter you know, live up to that contract because, you know, he's getting this max deal, but hold on, I'm sorry, Otto Porter came out after his sophomore year, I'm sorry, but back to the max deal, he's getting a max deal, but he only averaged 13, 
a steal. I'm sorry, a steal and a half. You know, you know, one assist and not even one block. And so we're rewarding the guy for getting scoring 13 points and six rebounds as a role player. He's getting a max deal. I do not think the Wizards should have matched that. If they do, now I, I rather would have seen them re-sign Bogdanovich instead of letting him go to the Pacers. But that's another story. But I do not think Otto Porter will ever live up to this contract. I hope they signed him, you know, to maybe, you know, use him as a trade chip to pursue DeMarcus Cousins or somebody next offseason in a possible, you know, signing trade. So let's just hope that's the case, especially for Wizards fans. I'm sorry, but Otto Porter is now the highest paid player on the team. (laughs) LOL. Moving right along, I want to talk about the potential Carmelo Anthony trade. There's been multiple reports saying that there's a four-team deal in the works with the New York Knicks and the Houston Rockets, of course, and two other anonymous teams, and the deal is said to be on the two-yard line. So, two yards from striking a deal. I think it would be, you know, a really nice pickup for the Rockets because, I mean, I I had those guys, you know, maybe being – I had them guys being third out west like they were last year. But if they get mellow, maybe they can move up to the two seed. I know the Spurs still have Kawhi, you know, coming off that ankle injury. And, you know, LaMarcus Aldridge, you know, and Rudy Gay. So it's going to be interesting. But if they pull off the mellow deal, I like them. But I don't like them to be Golden State. That I do not like because James Harden is not really, you know, he's not a defender. Neither is mellow. Never been known for defense. CP3 is one of the best defenders we have. But he's also getting older. So, I don't know. I really don't. And I also, while I'm talking about the Rockets, I want to talk about this James Harden contract extension. So, James Harden was re-signed to an extension worth up to $228 million, I believe over the next five years. And the extension is crazy. And let's not forget about his $200 million Adidas deal that he just signed, you know, not too long ago. So, James Harden is out here caking. And, you know, shout out to James, man. Go get your money, man. I don't blame you. You know, you've done a lot of, you know, not many people could foresee the type of success that you are that you are achieving in Houston. Not a lot of people saw this coming. I really, you know, wish you guys would have kept that thing intact in OKC. But I will talk about that in a future podcast when I discuss the rise and fall of the Oklahoma City Thunder, how Kevin Durant is now with Golden State, how James Harden is now in Houston. Also, Serge Ibaka with Toronto, but I, they had a really nice young core. After reaching the NBA Finals back in 2012, they could just not get it together. You know, the front office panicked. They didn't want to trade James Harden over $4 million, but I will discuss that in a future podcast. It's coming soon, coming very soon. So, Moving right along, I want to talk NBA Summer League. I want to talk about the stars of tomorrow. I want to talk about the bright young stars. I want to start first with the number one overall pick, Markel Fultz, who suffered a sprained ankle, which will keep him out of the rest of Summer League. He was doing, you know, he was putting up numbers while he was playing. He was getting buckets in the Summer League. You know, you know, the game just seems to come really easy for the guy. But, unfortunately, he with the Sixers. With been with the Sixers, possibly some type of curse. But I don't want to cast that on Markel Foss. He's from the DMV. I like him. I think he's going to be a really fine player in this league. So, get well, Kale. Moving on, I want to talk about the most impressive player in the summer league, which is Jason Tatum. 
Now, I am a Duke fan. I've been talking about Jason Tatum for months, 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 months. I've been talking about Jason Tatum, and I said Jason Tatum's going to be good wherever he goes. A lot of people were sleeping on him because he's not, you know, really quick or, you know, maybe his lack of athleticism. But the guy, he has the most NBA-ready game. He's the most polished player in the entire class. I said this for months. I really said this for months. And it's no surprise to see what he's doing in summer league. He's he's getting buckets out there, man. It's no surprise to me at all what Jason Tatum is doing. And I think he's going to be a good player in the NBA. You know, he's with, you know, a good organization, the Boston Celtics. So, the sky's the limit for the guy. I don't know about his potential, but, I mean, he's he, he he's ready. He's, he's ready. He can score inside, outside. The guy's ready. The guy's only 19 years old, man. Look out, NBA. Just look out. Moving right along, I want to talk about my Los Angeles Lakers. I want to talk about, you know, big baller brand, Lonzo Ball. I want to talk to Lonzo LeVar Ball real quick. I want to talk about Lonzo Ball. His first game, you know, was was just awful. His debut game was awful. He was shoot, he shot two of fifteen from the field and one for eleven by the three point line. But he bounced back with an eleven point, eleven rebound, eleven assists, triple double performance in his second summer league game. He bounced back. Shout out to Lonzo. He did his thing. And the guy's gonna be good. This guy, this guy is special. This guy is really special. His passing ability is top notch. I'ma say this on record. Lonzo Ball is a top five passer in the NBA right now. I said it. Top five. LeBron James, CP3 John Wall, whoever else you want to throw up there, Lonzo in that top five. He's in that convo. You can debate me. But I want to talk about LeVar Ball's recent comments, so let me play the soundbite real quick. I ain't got to say nothing. All he got to do is do it. He got so. Y'all about to see the, the best guard with magic, what he was doing. He finna pass the torch to Lonzo. Lonzo finna step over him and be the best guard ever. Ooh, okay. LeVar, I hope so. I don't know. I just hope you're right. It remains to be seen. I don't think so, but I really hope that you're right. Something else I wanted to discuss was Lonzo sitting out the other night in the summer league game against the Sacramento Kings. Of course, De'Aaron Fox is a member of the Sacramento Kings. We all remember when De'Aaron Fox torched Lonzo Ball by dropping 39 against him in their last game which was the Sweet 16. He dropped 39 on him. I think De'Aaron Fox is going to be really special, but I don't. I want to say this about people that saying that Lonzo Ball was ducking. You do realize Lonzo Ball is drafted by the Lakers. De'Aaron Fox was drafted by the Sacramento Kings. What do those two teams have in common? I know they're in the West, but what else? They're both in the Pacific Division. They will play each other four times this season. This upcoming season, they will play each other four times. Let's just say De'Aaron Fox and Lonzo Ball play 10 seasons for their respective teams. Is that not 40 meetings against each other? Not including the playoffs. I'm pretty sure the Kings are going to get back in the mix eventually, as well as the Lakers. So, everybody's saying that Lonzo was ducking the rack. He, 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 he was scared to play Fox. 
Stop it. They would play each other multiple times over their career. I also want to talk about Dennis Smith Jr., a guy that shouldn't have failed past number eight. I don't know what the Knicks were doing, what they were thinking. But Dennis Smith Jr., this guy's going to be a stud. He looked like a... He looks like Baron Davis out there. You guys remember when Baron Davis was on the Warriors? And, you know, Baron Baron Davis used to be nice, man. He was the man. You know, even on the Hornets, Baron Davis was that dude, man. But he, he reminds me of a more athletic version. Like, the guy, the guy's athleticism is absolutely ridiculous. And the guy can score. He can shoot it. I think he was slept on because he went to NC State, and they were really terrible this past season. You know, they fired their coach. There's a lot of turmoil going on between that Wolfpack club. So, I think that's why he fell. But he couldn't have fallen to a better coach, you know, besides Greg Popovich, of course, but or Brad Stevens. But he failed to Rick Carlisle, who is a top five coach. My boy B. Myers said it on Twitter, and I completely agree with him. Rick Carlisle is a top five coach in the NBA. And Dennis Smith Jr. is going to be really good for this coach. He's going to be really – Dennis Smith going – I think he could be rookie of the year. He has the potential. I mean, we got – of course, we got – we got Ben Simmons, who sat out last year. He was hurt. We got Markel Fultz, Lonzo Ball, Jason Tatum, Dennis Smith Jr., De'Aaron Fox. Dennis Smith Jr., keep an eye on that name. I think he could possibly be Rookie of the Year. That's enough about Summer League. Moving right along. talk about Aaron Judge real quick he won the home run derby but the guy's been sensational batting having a batting average of 329 leading the MLB with 30 homers as a rookie and he's six foot seven the guy the guy is huge and for him to be doing the things that he's doing you know he plays outfield but the guy's been doing a wonderful job um he was selected the first round of 2013 you know, working his way up. You know, the Yankees knew what they were doing when they drafted him, and he's been absolutely phenomenal. So moving right along, I want to talk about the MLB All-Star Game. I, in fact, watched it last night, and the American League, they did their thing. Robinson Cano. Robinson, don't you know, Cano broke the tie in extra innings with the go-ahead home run. To put the American League All-Stars up 2-1. to one. And I watched that whole game. I don't really watch a lot of baseball. But it was fun to see, you know, the star-studded, you know, All-Star game. You know, the Astros had two guys. The Nationals have Zimmerman, Bryce Harper, Max Scherzer. Max Scherzer, who was pitching to start the game. And also, Max Scherzer is one of five players to start in the All-Star game for both conferences. The American League and National League. So I thought that was cool to see. And, you know, I haven't really talked too much about baseball, but it's the right time, honestly. We got summer league going on. NFL training camp is right around the corner. But, you know, baseball, it's it's been a good year for baseball. Like I said, the Astros have been red hot. The Nationals Nationals are always good, but they tend to choke in the playoffs. The Red Sox are good. And... The Brewers are good. 
And, of course, the Dodgers. The Dodgers have the most wins. So, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, how the second half of the MLB season goes. I really like baseball in October, you know, when the playoffs are around. So, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, who wins the World Series. You know, baseball constantly changes. Like, there's, like, a new team every year. I mean, like, of course, you know, you always got your Yankees and Red Sox staying relevant. But, you know, the Yankees were outside of the playoffs, you know, season ago. So, it's interesting, you know, baseball Baseball is constant, you know, who has a good bullpen, you know, who's hitting, you know, who, who who's hitting a lot of home runs this year, you know, whose offense is red hot, you know, baseball changes. So, I have no local news from my audience today, no, no local news for you guys, I'm sorry, um, it's not really too much going on besides training camp being right around the corner for the Redskins, you know, Otto Porter. You know, back with the Wizards again. You know, the Wizards playing the Summer League. Sheldon Mack has been playing good for the Wizards, but not too much big local news. And I just want to thank my audience for tuning in. I know this episode was long overdue, and I know the length was kind of long. You know, we're close to 30 minutes here. But I just want to thank all you guys for listening. And I hope y'all didn't forget about me, you know. Hope y'all didn't forget. But... I also want to tell you guys about No BS, Nothing But Sports. You know, me and my colleagues, Courtney Tate, Brandon Myers, Shane Hector, we are on Facebook Live every Fridays on the WBGR Sports Network if you want to tune in. Search WBGR Sports Network every Friday at 2.30, 2.30 to 3.30. That's the time of our show every Friday. You can catch me on there. You can catch Brandon Myers, Courtney Tate, Shane Hector. Catch us, we've been discussing nothing but sports. So you can check us out. But I want to thank everybody for listening. I want to thank all you guys for the love and support. And, you know, being patient because I haven't been able to get these episodes out. It's been, you know, a while. It's been over two weeks since I got to do one. But I want to thank all you guys for listening one last time. This is Mike Curry, episode number 24 of Curry in the Pot is done. Peace.